Good morning. I'm Riley, and this is Lifestyle Tucson, a program where I speak with nonprofit groups and organizations, finding out how they serve the community and getting updates on their current projects. For today's program, I am sharing a recent conversation I had with Gospel Rescue Mission. I am speaking with Lisa Chastain, uh, CEO, Gospel Rescue Mission. Well, Lisa, we have chatted several times before, but I would still love to just start at the beginning um, of Gospel Rescue Mission, the the soap. What was it? Soup, suds, and salvation. Soup, soup, yes. and salvation. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Will you tell me? Yeah, back in 1953, um, it was a little bit of a movement back then to start rescue missions in cities. My grandfather was uh, a yard master for Southern Pacific Railroad, and he just developed compassion serving what they called the hobos on the rails at that time. The compassion got so great that he left the railroad and started the mission back in 1953. So it's a privilege for me every single day to carry on the good work that he started. Um, Of course, homelessness, the face of homelessness has changed Mm -hmm. over the years. And um, we're dealing with problems now that, uh, of course, that they didn't even have a clue about back in those days. It's been 70 years. We'll be celebrating our 70th year anniversary next year, which is unbelievable. Gospel Rescue Mission is managing partner for the H.S. Lopez Center of Opportunity on Palo Verde. You also have uh, the Women's Recovery Center on Miracle Mile. Um, But first, I'd like to kind of just take some time to talk about homelessness in our southern Arizona, Tucson community, because we are in what is a very dangerous time of year for those who are facing homelessness, who don't have shelter or access to resources. So will you tell me a bit about the situation for our homeless neighbors during this time of year? Yeah, we uh, certainly the heat and the upcoming monsoons, you know, we're sitting in your studio right now and it's getting ready to rain. Mm -hmm. And um, that forces people out of their out of the washes and, of course, in the homeless camps. And it's an opportunity for us, you know, Mm -hmm. to reach those that might not be reached any other way. But we definitely see an increase in numbers due to the heat and due to the rain. But what we do at Gospel Rescue Mission is invite people in, come as you are, uh, really create an atmosphere of, you know, relationships Mm -hmm. because people come through the doors are hardened. They trust nobody. And so it's our job to kind of break down those barriers that they're uh, those walls of defenses that they put up so that we can get to the root issue of Mm -hmm. what really the help that they need they come in, we build relationships with them. We, everybody's individually case managed, and we really try to uh, get them uh, the help that they need so that they can get off the streets and end homelessness in their lives. So this time of year is definitely an increase in numbers of the people that we serve. You know, the m- majority of people that we serve, um, you know, unfortunately are uh, addicted to drugs mm-hmm. or have mental health issues, and most of the time it's both. Mm-hmm. There's very few and far between those outlying issues that cause people to be homelessness, the economy, the uh, the workforce. But the majority of people we see do suffer from drug addiction as well as mental health. And you see those become kind of intertwined. You Absolutely. Know, when you have active addiction, it's hard to be employed and... Uh, Yeah. So can you tell me a bit of the differences between, you know, types of homelessness? I know it sounds kind of odd, but um, I was looking at your website and you list chronically homeless as opposed to transitionally homeless. Can you explain to me the difference there? Sure. Chronic homeless are those people that we see that are making a choice to to live on the streets. Mm -hmm. Tell a little bit of a story. We have a guy that's with us right now that uh, was homeless for 30 years, 30 years. 
And um, that had just become his lifestyle. You know, he was living on the streets. He knew how to do it. It took a health scare um, that brought us brought him to us. And now he's just like, I could never even have imagined, you know, my life to be free uh, like it is now. So chronic homeless are those that have been homeless for a long time. Uh, transitionally homeless is they're homeless, uh, new to homelessness, let's say. Mm. Uh, they might be homeless because of, you know, those things that we just talked about, the economy or a loss of a job. Those kind of things where they're, oh, my gosh, they've been couch surfing mm-hmm. maybe, and all of a sudden they're homeless, and they want to make a change right away. You know, it's not a lifestyle for them. Mm-hmm. We serve both. You know, we see both, uh, just like I said, with that guy that's been homeless for 30 years, as well as, you know, somebody who just lost their job and they were in fear of being homeless. Mm-hmm. So they came to us right away. Um, so we see uh, those extreme types and all types in between. Mm-hmm. So there's three, uh, I I don't know what word to use, parts of what Gospel Rescue Mission does. I've seen help, heal, and prevent, and then you have like your program. So I'd like to start kind of at the beginning, and that would be shelter, because that's kind of step one in your homeless to wholeness Mm -hmm. uh, mission. Can you tell me about the, the shelter aspect of what Gospel Rescue Mission provides? Right. Uh, well, immediate shelter is, hey, we open our doors and you come in off the streets. But we recognize, you know, that's the biggest, hardest step for people. You know, asking for help mm-hmm. is a very humbling experience for somebody. So we don't take that lightly. You know, we realize that this might be the only opportunity that somebody is is actually asking for help. Mm-hmm. If we're not the place for them, we will ensure get them somewhere mm-hmm. else because they might not ever ask for help if we uh, say, oh, this isn't the place for you. Mm-hmm. So what we do is is we they enter into an intake process, what we call the intake process, and they go through a series of evaluations, assessments, uh, just to make sure that we're getting them the, the mm-hmm. accurate help that they need. And that's a mental health assessment. Um, we They meet, all of our people are individually case managed. That means we customize a plan that meets their needs. You know, we're people. People are messy. We don't fit in a box. So everybody yeah. <laughs> comes with a whole different, um, whole different issues. So it's important for us to individually case manage those folks. But the shelter part is where everybody enters. You know, they come in for shelter. They get off the streets. They're, we provide a safe environment uh, so that they feel safe and they feel like they're in an atmosphere our core principles are, you know, love, grace, dignity, and respect. And all of our staff is challenged to live that every single day. So we, we respect people. We, we love on them the best that we can. And uh, we offer them a place of hope. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the eligibility requirements for um, accessing shelter? So we are uh, not what is what it's known in the shelter world is a low barrier versus a high barrier shelter. Uh, We're definitely not a low barrier because it is a drug free campus. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have to come not you can't you don't have to come sober. But if you do come under the influence of anything, uh, whether it be alcohol or the influence of drugs, we will send you to detox Mm -hmm. for two days or however long you're detoxing and we'll hold a bed for you so you can come back. 
and we're program oriented. So that doesn't mean that you can come in and just do nothing, Mm -hmm. which we allow, but you can only stay seven days if you're not going to commit to some kind of a program. Um, But the majority of people we see are either looking for jobs, looking for housing, enrolling in addiction recovery, and uh, many things in between. But those are the bulk of the people that we do serve. So then they're matched up with a program and a schedule through our case managers, and uh, we help them on their journey. We kind of walk alongside with them because they have to put in the work. You know, people that want change, you know, they we can't enable them. We have to actually walk alongside them and make sure that they meet their goals. Yeah, and so you, you've mentioned recovery and uh addiction and substance abuse can be a a cause for homelessness. So will you tell me a bit about the resources that are available for those in the recovery process? Our addiction recovery program is uh, a year long, you know, so it's it's a major commitment. But what we have seen uh, with people that have gone through 30, 60, 90 day programs, you know, it just doesn't give enough Mm -hmm. of a opportunity, number one, for them to have sober thinking. You know, it probably takes about a month for somebody who's coming in off the influence of drug or alcohol to even have a clear thought. So we allow them that time of transition, and then they get into, you know, basic classes about, you know, relapse prevention and uh, the mysteries of addiction. And then we have uh, what we call, uh, actually, it's a program called the Genesis Process that takes somebody through the processing steps of what really are the root issues in their life? What has caused you to be addicted to begin with? And it deals with, you know, some of the harder issues that people want to deal with. We also offer classes on trauma and childhood trauma, and that's a whole process. And that's why it's a year long, you know, Mm -hmm. it's really to give an opportunity for everybody that goes through it that uh, spiritual as well as the psychology, you know, behind addiction and what causes our brain to function in a way that, you know, we're different than others. And then they get into all of the, once they've graduated from addiction recovery, then they go into our our workforce development where they're looking for a job. And uh, then if they find a job, then they stay there to save money before they go into permanent housing. So it's a big, long process, mm-hmm. and all of that is about a year long, and uh, it's a major commitment, but we have seen people's lives just dramatically transformed and uh, changed because of the commitment that, you know, our donors were 100% privately funded, and this is at no cost to the people mm-hmm. that are going through it. So what an amazing opportunity for their life to be paid for, you know, for a year for them to really address the issues that they uh, that they are experiencing. You're listening to Lifestyle Tucson. I'm sharing a recent conversation I had with Lisa Chastain, CEO of Gospel Rescue Mission. And uh, so I'd like to just kind of clarify these resources and services are provided by partnering organizations. Is that correct? So Gospel Rescue Mission does the addiction recovery entirely through our curriculum, the Genesis process. But all of the other, like the mental health um, provider is a third-party provider. Like medical and dental is provided by El Rio. Mm -hmm. The mental health is provided by El Rio or Wellbeing Institute. 
Uh, so we do partner together with all of these resources that are on the campus of the Center of Opportunity to bring wholeness. And that's not just exclusive to our recovery guests. That's everybody who mm-hmm. walks in the door, you know, has access to medical and dental, job training, you know, workforce development, uh, government benefits is there on property. We have attorney, we have uh, volunteer attorneys that come to work with people to get them out of the legal entanglements. We just had our very first homeless court for our guests. That means that homeless court is an initiative from the city of Tucson court. Because people have made the commitment to get help and to get treatment, they can quash their warrants. They can actually consolidate their fines, you know, of course, depending on case by case. But they can um, consolidate their fines and possibly even turn them into community service, which they can do there, you know, at the Center of Opportunity. So it's a beautiful thing. Oh, my gosh. On on Friday when I was sat there and part of it, there was people just in front of the judge just crying like, like, I don't have to pay that fine. Like, I don't have to worry about that warrant. No, your warrant's quashed and your fine is community service. So you talk about the hope aspect. I mean, that immediately... Uh, brings hope to people that maybe they never even saw the light at the end of the mm-hmm. tunnel on how they could ever get out of that. So um, so that is an amazing partner that we have there at the Center of Opportunity. So we just took all of those immediate needs that homeless face and uh, provided a solution mm-hmm. at the Center of Opportunity. Yeah. Gainful employment is definitely a, a crucial element for being able to, you know, be self-sufficient and take care of yourself. Will you tell me a little bit more about your workforce development and how you can help people find employment or perhaps develop skills to become employable? Yeah, so we're really excited because we've been, you know, all along working with people for workforce development, uh, but of course working with the skill set and the experience that they come to us with. And we've been very successful of that, you know, our processes, you know, walking through people, building a resume, Mm -hmm. um, helping them do job searches, uh, doing mock interviews, providing transportation to and from their uh, their interviews. And last year we placed over 500 people in jobs. So it was really amazing. But one step above that, what we call like, you know, workforce development part two is our partnership with Pima Community College. So that just actually started this month. Uh, So Pima College is coming there to provide rapid certification on jobs for higher paying jobs in the fields of construction and IT, uh, logistics, CDL driver's license, culinary, forklift training. So we're so excited about this because this is provides an opportunity for people to learn a trade so that they can not only get a higher paying job, but they can also get out of poverty, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, these jobs could offer, you know, $20, $25, $30 an hour, and that could really end poverty in their yeah. life. And that is the ultimate goal is not just to um, make sure that people are successfully uh, living subsidized mm-hmm. in their life, but really how they can be free from being government subsidized and be on their own and free from poverty. Yeah, definitely. That, that self-sufficient right. element for sure. You know, the final goal, like we said, is for people to become self-sufficient and uh, affordable housing is a huge topic right now. I, I myself am a renter and my rent went up like $300 in the last mm. two years. So I can imagine finding affordable housing, you know, it's, it's already a hard thing to do. Will you tell me about some of the ways Gospel Rescue Mission can help um, people in that transition to finding 
a home. Sure. Uh, well, we do know that there's a lack of affordable mm-hmm. housing. Um, but again, if we're doing our job and getting those people the tools and the the higher paying job, you know, that won't be so much of an issue. But we did partner together with La Frontera. La Frontera just opened uh, 100 low-income permanent housing units on the property. They're in the process of moving people in as we speak. And that's huge. You know, that's huge to have 100 new units Mm -hmm. in, you know, the Pima County of affordable housing units. But it's really special for our people because now that they've gone through all of the treatment or all of the resources that they need, now they're eligible to move into permanent housing. And so the benefit of the permanent housing at the Center of Opportunity is they get to participate in all the resources that are there as well. So we're just, there's only like 15 people I think moved in so far. So we're just in the beginning stages of moving people in, but really excited uh, on that uh, final um, conclusion of, well, I can't say final, another added service yeah. uh, to the Center of Opportunity because the whole goal to begin with was to get people off the streets, get them in program and services to get um, to get stabilized and successful, and then potentially even move into permanent housing all on the same campus. Yeah, and it, having it all on the same campus, I can also see that being a benefit because sometimes when you can find lower cost housing, it might Put you in really close proximity to an environment that could set you back from what right. you've gained. Right. Maybe. And this way they can keep growing and Yeah, it keeps forward. them in their community. You mm-hmm. know, and community is so important for people to be successful outside of what we do, for them to surround themselves with people that they're accountable to. Uh, if they're in recovery, you know, to have those recovery courses going on, whether they're in AA or NA or their church group, uh, their church recovery group, whatever it may be, that they stay connected. That is the key to not relapsing. Yeah. And so I'd also like to take a second to touch on your outreach because prevention is also a big component of your work. So will you tell me about how Gospel Rescue Mission can help those who are on the brink of facing homelessness? Yes. So uh, this is very important to us equally as serving those who are experiencing homelessness. But what can we do uh, to actually prevent somebody from and to supplement somebody's basic needs so that they don't become homeless? Uh, So what we do at the Center of Opportunity is uh, anybody that has a resource for food, we are a distributor for the community food bank food pantry. So we have food boxes there as well as Gospel Rescue Mission puts together food boxes as well to supplement their supplement their food sources. Uh, also, they can come there for hygiene items, for diapers, for any household items. We t- collect in-kind contributions from the community. Tucson community is so generous. You know, we get so much great quality uh, clothing and household items and furniture that anybody that is experiencing, you know, if they're living paycheck to paycheck and just trying to make ends meet, um, they can come meet with one of our representatives at the Welcome Center and get enrolled for any of those items that they might need. So that's a little bit of what we can do to help um, supplement a household income so that they can use their income mm-hmm. on, you know, on on other things. Yeah, what they what they need for sure. Or rent, those higher paying right, rents high potentially. Rent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so you've you mentioned how you are completely private, privately funded. 
And so I would like to take a little time to hear about the ways that the community can help support Gospel Rescue Mission. You mentioned in-kind donations. Uh, so what opportunities are there? Well, for sure, financial donations. Mm-hmm. So we are uh, privately funded. We do not take government funding, and that is uh, for a couple of reasons. Number one, it leaves us uh, much more flexible in our programming, and we can do a lot more with a lot less. Also, we want to keep our religious liberties intact. So those are the reasons we why we stay private. And um, again, Tucson is very generous, and you know our budget went up $3 million moving into, like this year, it's up $3 million from before we moved into the Center of Opportunity. So it's been a huge faith walk, you know, and trusting that the income is going to be there. So thank you, Tucson, for that. But you can also get involved with um, donating your household items, your clothing, all of those things uh, can be dropped off at the Center of Opportunity, as well as volunteering your time. Oh, my gosh, we could not function without the committed volunteers. So we um, need about 300 volunteers a week. So if you want a rewarding place to invest your time and your talent, please consider us uh, to give back. You will make a difference in somebody's life every single day that you're there. And also, of course, with prayer support, you know, Mm -hmm. so there's many ways that you can get involved in. And we would just love for you to be a part. And I, I also saw that you have several current job openings, actually, at the Center of Opportunity. Can you tell me a bit about what's available there? We do. We are experiencing a shortage in staff. I think uh, you probably hear that from everybody. But uh, we do have the cause going for us. So if people are compassionate towards the, the population that we serve, uh, we just encourage you to go to our website at grmtucson.com slash careers and check out and see what jobs we have available. But just like we talked about earlier with the increase in the people that we serve because of the heat, because of the rain, um, that we need staff to take care of everybody that comes through our doors. So we have everything from operations jobs to admin jobs to direct service jobs. Uh, So please take a look at that. Uh, Like I said, if you're compassionate about who we serve and you have a particular skill set to please go and apply online. Was there anything else you'd like to add on? So we were so excited in May. So many amazing things happened. Um, So we have had a long partnership with Catholic Community Services, and um, they've been on this major journey. I think it's been maybe five years where they've wanted to bring medical respite services to Tucson. So medical respite is that post-hospital care for those that are experiencing homelessness. If they're in the hospital, they get released from the hospital, but they still need an element of medical care before they go into shelter or housing, um, that that's what medical respite provides. So very long story short, we've signed an agreement with Catholic Community Services. They're bringing a 50-bed facility to the Center of Opportunity. And um, so, gosh, what a great addition to the services that we already provide. And also what that means is uh, it will be in the same proximity that we'll be building our dog shelter services. So I think I've even said on your program before, oh, my gosh, we've wanted dog shelter services there ever since we opened. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can't serve the serve the homeless without considering what to do with their dogs yeah. in most cases that they would make the choice to live in the desert before they would be separated from their only one companion, possibly. So uh, so finally, after all these years uh, that we have a Love Pup, which is a Phoenix organization coming to Tucson 
to open dog shelter services. So we have both of those projects that are getting ready to break ground next month. So we're excited to welcome them to the Center of Opportunity. Certainly, big things going, and you just continue to grow. with <laughs> The with growing these. is not stopping. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so we're walking through those open doors as they present themselves. But if it's a service that benefits the people that we serve and it gets more people off the streets, then uh, we welcome it. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Well, before we wrap up, will you just share with me where people who are perhaps interested in lending their time and aid to Gospel Rescue Mission can go, as well as someone who is facing homelessness who might happen to hear us right now and would like to reach out for some help. Yes, you can go to our website at grmtucson.com. It has a wealth of information on the website concerning services, as well as volunteer opportunities, as well as contribution opportunities. And if you don't find what you need on the website, please call us at 520-740-1501. Real quick, what, where exactly is the Center of Opportunity oh, located? Thank you. The Center of Opportunity is located at 4550 South Palo Verde Road. Wonderful. Well, Lisa, I thank you for your time and for the update from Gospel Rescue Mission and all the big things that are coming in together for you. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to Lifestyle Tucson. That was Lisa Chastain, CEO of Gospel Rescue Mission. If you're part of a nonprofit group or organization that would like to be featured in an upcoming episode of our Lifestyle Tucson program, you can reach out to me, Riley, by email, publicaffairs at azlotus.com. That is publicaffairs, all one word, at azlotus.com. For more information about the program or to listen back to something you may have missed, go to the Sunday mornings page, mixfm.com, kfma.com, ALPX.com or ESPNTucson.com.